Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we combine a love of movies and televisions with absolutely no expertise on any of those movies or television. I'm your host, Joseph. With me is my co-host, Christian. Hello. And uh, we're going to hit you with some of the Hollywood news for the week, starting with the saddest news of today, at least the day that we're recording. Yeah. Stan Lee passed away today at uh, the age of 95. Super old. It was probably coming, but I just accepted that it was never going to happen. I Kind of. I yeah. mean, he seemed like a very vivacious 95. It seemed like it had, uh, he'd really hit a rough patch recently. Though. Well, like, his, his wife had passed away recently also, right? And then, like, somebody was taking advantage of him mm-hmm. and, like, selling his merchandise or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, it just seems like it's been rough. And I think he had pneumonia and he was hospitalized. Like, it's been a rough, like, six months. So, it probably has been coming. I just... We were all living in acceptance that it never was going to be this way. But yeah. the guy's done basically everything and influenced us greatly uh, and really pop culture as a whole. Definitely. I mean, half of the shit we talk about on this podcast would not exist without Stanley. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I just wrote down like a, a brief list of, of some of his, his most famous characters. But I mean, he's obviously one of the, the main creators uh, back at Marvel mm-hmm. and is pretty much very much what, what made them what they are today. Uh, one of his, his first and most popular creations with the Fantastic Four. He also created the Hulk and X-Men and Black Panther and Daredevil and Spider-Man and, and all these universes associated with them. It's genuinely impossible. To, with uh, We could devote an entire episode to Stan Lee and his yeah. life and the things that he's created. And we probably still wouldn't do it justice. Probably not. One thing that I think Stan Lee did really well and the thing he probably should be most remembered for is he was very inclusive and he was very representation was important to him uh, and he just got it that this was for everyone and uh, he wanted everyone to have it there's a I've heard stories before of like when he was president of Marvel like he stood on the side of the street like giving away Marvel comics for free like he just wanted people to read them and of course he's the president of Marvel he wants people to buy them so that's a way to get interested right but, right. but you know still for him, like, to get to that point that saying, hey, let's just give these out for free, and if we can build the interest and, you know, people will buy it, like, he was a pretty incredible guy. And like you said, 90% of the shit we talk about, Stanley is probably affected or touched. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, actually, the first people I saw who commented on it was DC Comics, actually, put out, a, like, a press release. For well, I mean, half uh, Marvel and DC have been stealing concepts from each other for... Very true. ...decades, so uh, they wouldn't have had half of their shit either. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> Moving on, one of the uh, we got we got a bunch of kind of new projects and trailers yeah. and things coming out this week. Uh, Surprisingly, an exciting week for news. Surprisingly, yeah, they announced they're starting production on a Breaking Bad film. Yeah, no one knew this was a thing. I guess no. I mean, I didn't know. It was no, a thing. and now it's like going to be filming before the end of the month, I think. And it supposedly it's supposed to take place after the finale of yep. Breaking Bad. I have no idea what the fuck is going to happen with this movie. Oh, I've heard. I think I know what it's about. Oh, okay. It's the supposedly somebody who is captured and breaks free and has to deal with life after that. I think it's about Jesse. Oh, really? Yeah. That is, I mean, that's how Jesse's story ends is he gets kidnapped. I kind of don't. You and I were talking about this when this news came out, but it's almost hard to accept because the series has such a nice bow on it. Like, it it closed out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one of the best series finales. Of a TV show of a yeah, story, for sure. ever. Mm-hmm. It's one of my very favorite ones. Um, and I, you know, I like this idea that Jesse like attains freedom at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I'm I'm worried about it, but at the same time, you know, we're you and I are going to see it. I, the the story that we we know and love is still going to be there in the yeah. way that it was. So I mean, it's not really going to change anything. I'm just made you know, by the same people yeah. too. So so I mean, I, it's just you know, my love of what already exists makes me apprehensive. But I I'm trying to be open minded about it. I know I don't watch Better Call Saul, so I can't you know make any remark on whether that's good or bad. It's but not as good. Breaking Bad is almost perfect i mean it is one of the best shows of all time and i'm with you i I, it's not so much that i don't want anything else it's that i just don't need it like i'm Mm -hmm. afraid if you touch it you could tarnish how great it's already been there and even with jesse's story like jesse's story is heartbreaking absolutely uh he's definitely the loser in in all of it and everything that happens jesse's the one that gets screwed over arguably the most definitely and uh, he does kind of, yeah, like you said, like achieve freedom in a sense. But I don't need like a bow. Like, I, I hope that's not what this is. Like, I don't need like post Walt Jesse figuring life out. Like, I don't I don't need that. I don't want that. Like, I, I, again, it's so complete in its ending that I don't need more story. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, of course, we'll watch it. I don't know. I mean, there there are always loose ends. They, they got wrapped up in a lot of stuff in their stories. For there, sure. there could definitely be things that come back to haunt them. Yeah. But. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we will see what that is. One of the unexpected trailers of, of the week is uh, the Detective Pikachu movie. Oh, so great. With Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, it's got that kid from Jurassic Justice World 2. Justice Smith. Justice Smith. Yep. And uh, Ken Ryan. Watanabe. Yeah, Ken Watanabe's in it. And the voiceover is, um, oh my gosh, the guy's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, he was the tentacle guy in the pirates movies oh bill nye bill nye yeah in the very beginning and he's like welcome to the city where we've achieved peace between huh. man and pokemon that's totally bill nye's voice i did not notice that yep and ryan reynolds is is the the voice of the titular detective Pichu, <laughs> pikachu <laughs> and he's great he is great i'm yeah. i'm i didn't know what this movie was gonna be and For i'm sure. still kind of don't know what it is but what like just based on the trailer i'm super on board yeah when they announced they were gonna make a live action pokemon movie i was excited I, I wanted that. And then when they said, oh, it's going to be Detective Pikachu, which has been around for a while in Japan. It's only recently come out here in the States. Mm-hmm. Was I was immediately like, oh, no, like this is not the way to do this. Not necessarily that I want Ash Ketchum, but like give me a movie version of like the Game Boy Red game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Pokemon Red. But the trailer like, yeah, won me over. The, the look of the Pokemons, both like classic in nature and then there's some like realistic like, yeah you know Bulbasaur's like got scales on him and Pikachu is furry and, mm-hmm. and then like the interactions were great Ryan Reynolds looks hilarious he does look part. hilarious and the whole they established the rules very early on in the trailer that only Justice Smith can understand him so it doesn't have to be like there doesn't have to be like why can this Pikachu talk like it's just some connection right these two have and that's all you need. They might explain it, honestly, in the movie. I don't need more. You don't really need it. Yeah. No, it looks like a super fun premise. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is a great cast. Definitely, just based on probably me like knowing Ryan Reynolds and some of his previous worth, I, I expect this movie to be dirtier than it's going to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there was a hint that it could be that way. 100%. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is in a movie called The Voices. I have not. It's a, it's a movie where he is... A crazy person, mm-hmm. and he lives alone with his dog and his cat. But his dog and his cat talk to him, and they're like the angel and devil on his shoulders, telling him to do bad things or don't do bad is things. Is the cat the devil? Of course it is. Yeah, that's what this reminded me of immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the the first thing that came to my mind. 
Um, I'm excited for it next. I'm summer, excited I think. for it too, man. It looks uh, we're gonna. I mean, you have yeah. more of an excuse than I do because it's definitely a kids movie for sure. But uh, I can start my kids now on Pokemon. You that can. Way, by the time it comes out, we're in. You're in. On that note, uh, there was a teaser trailer for Toy Story Four. We're getting another week. one. We are. I uh, look. We don't need again another another series that wrapped up really nicely. Yes, one of the best endings for a trilogy of movies. Like, I mean, look, that that's a kind of a fucked up entry into that series. Pretty much it's all a disturbing, Toy Story. Three. Yeah. Uh, really, most of the Toy Story universe is disturbing if you think too hard about it. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm down with it. It's it's a fun cast of characters. It's a good voice cast. It's one of those ones where, like, yeah, you keep wanting to visit them again, yeah. but. The my issue with Toy Story is Toy Story revolves around a, a one plot line, which is character identity. Yeah. And the first one is Buzz. The second one is Woody, who's you know in Buzz. In Buzz is he thinks he's a real space ranger, but he's actually a toy, and you know that's important too. Mm-hmm. In Toy Story two, it's Woody's always been a toy, but it turns out he's a collectible. Like, what if he's meant to be more than just a toy? Toy Story three is. This person is my person, and I am nothing without that person. No, it turns out you can be somebody new and different for somebody else. Right. So this is obviously going to be the same thing, except this time it's a spork being used as a toy. So, like, what what constitutes a toy? Yeah. What can be a toy? Yeah. So I get that that's a new angle, but it's kind of the same thing we've gotten in the other three movies. I mean, look. I would argue that the three things that you've just listed as the plots for one, two, and three are not that much farther apart from each other than they are from this new plot. Well, I, that's what that's my point. So is there? It's kind of the same. Yeah. We've already seen that. Yeah, yeah. But of course, I'm going to see it. It's just it's Toy Story, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, it's like crack for me. You can't skip it. Yeah. Uh, my kid is really Austin is really into Toy Story right now, so I'm sure if. That may be the first movie I take him to the theater to see. So wow, yeah, that'll be that'll be a, a precious memory to share. His siblings won't get to go, yeah. but <laughs> he might. There was an announcement for a uh, a Cassian Andor series, the yeah. one of the the co protagonists from uh, Rogue One, mm-hmm. Star Wars Rogue One. In my opinion, the best character in that movie. I also agreed. Uh, I'm I'm super down with this. He's his character in that movie reminds me very much of a Han Solo. But whereas Han Solo, like, you know, threads that needle of on good and evil, but kind of leans towards the good, Cassian might, like, might that, lean a little bit towards the bad. I think that's the intent with Cassian. 100%. Yeah, like, he's not the charming, like, reluctant hero. Yeah. Like, he's the guy who's like, I have to do bad things so that the good people... Yeah, he'll he'll do the dirty work. Yeah. Um, and I think it takes... Of course, it takes place for Rogue One, because we know how <laughs> Rogue One ends. But I think you're going to see even maybe a darker... Cassian than we saw at the beginning of Rogue One. I think so too because what's her name? Jen Erso. Jen Erso yeah. is kind of one of the the people that you know instills more of this hope in humanity yep. uh, to him. So I'm I'm super down with this. I think this could be an interesting direction. I hope K two is in it. I hope so too. I, there was nothing in there about Alan Tudyk coming back to voice K two. What else so. is he fucking doing? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm excited for that. That's a that's a really good choice for that. It show. is. It'll probably be way better than the actual Rogue One movie. On the, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you're this down or not, but that just, you know, Disney Plus. Yeah. They announced it's coming out next year. It says it's gonna be cheaper than Netflix. You know, it. I don't know that Star Wars should stop making movies, but it seems like what they're focusing on on the television side is kind of better than what they've got going on on the movie side yeah. right now. I don't know. I mean, my opinion. They, they don't have to stop making movies, but they can probably cut it down from less, you know, like 
one or two a year to maybe one every few years. Yeah. Can you go back to the 15-year wait? Maybe not 15 years, <laughs> but, you know, like three or four. Yeah. Seems fine. Um, it was I can't remember. Was it Netflix that's producing a uh, Pacific Rim anime? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and that series lends itself well to Well, I mean, it's, it's heavily inspired 100%. from a lot of, you know, like the whole kaiju thing is already yeah. a Japanese property. Well, giant robots with people in them. Yeah. Like... The, it, Ian me, should watch this one. Yeah, definitely. For those who don't know, Ian's favorite... I mean, that might be one of his favorite movies. Yeah. It's, it's a Pacific Rim. So. It does change weekly what his favorite movie is. That's so. true. <laughs> but it, 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 this could be his uh, his entry point yep. into the wonderful world of anime. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, the mech genre is already, like, yeah, 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 yeah. an existing thing. So, I mean, this will fit perfectly. I think it's, it's a great idea. It's a great know. way to build on this universe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if you're not going to keep making movies, which they're not making Which they're not going to make anymore this is a good way to continue a story that deserves to go on I yeah think. Like i think so a, too for the people who've seen the movies i think we'd all agree they're enjoyable and they're fun and this is a fun way to continue on netflix is doubling down on the anime and that release press release they talked they're doing like two filipino legend inspired animes i think one other i think they announced four or five new anime projects they're working on so they're pumping them out they are they sure are and speaking of that apparently andy machete who yes. was the uh the director, I guess the director of both the It movies, mm-hmm. correct? Chapters one and two. Chapters one and two is slated to direct a live action, another live action interpretation of Attack on Titan. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Nobody needs this. No. Uh, it's not a story that lends itself well to live action. Nope. And I also don't believe it's really going to happen because Andy Machete is like after the you know fame that it chapter one got mm-hmm. he's been signed on to direct like four or five movies that's a good then. point and so i don't i don't foresee this coming and if it does it's gonna be a while it, chapter two doesn't come out until next fall and I, you gotta figure while that movie's done filming he's probably not gonna start another project until that movie's done mm-hmm. and again he's been signed on for like three or four different things i don't think i don't see this movie happening i think that's okay i don't really think anybody no, needs it. it shouldn't Nobody wants it. I don't <laughs> think. Oh no! People, some there are people who think they want it, but they don't. I think I want a live action anime adaptation, but it's not this one. I, I, I just, I don't know if it, it translates well. The more I see of Alita Battle Angel, the more curious I become. When does that come out? February. Oh, okay. Well, we will have to see that, and yeah, we can compare. Yeah, um, but I think that's all the news we have for this week. I have nothing else. All right. Uh, so a little later this week, we're gonna be. Dropping in with our review of Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen slash Freddie Mercury biopic. We both have a lot of feelings about it, I think. Yes. So I'm, I'm already excited to talk about it. Strong ones. Um, but if, if you like this, please rate, subscribe. Please tell your friends. Uh, you can reach us at betterthantransformers at gmail.com. And we are at Real Phonies on Facebook and Twitter. I need to like share that link with other people, but we'll get there. I don't even have the password for that. Yeah, so I know. It's on you, Brooko. Thanks again to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasquez for our theme, and we'll see you guys a little later this week. Later. Later.